So we really try to do a lot of work around things like imposter syndrome and perfection paralysis, because I feel like as women and as female entrepreneurs, that's one of the things that really holds us back the most. We get into that comparisonitis and we start wondering like, should I be doing what she's doing? And should I do it better than she's doing? And then what we really need to do is to take a step back, not get tripped up over what everybody else is doing, but to really hone in on our own gifts and find a way to share them that is unique to us. So like not allowing other people to inform our decision of how we're going to show up in our businesses, but truly uh, harnessing our own intuitive idea of how business should be done. Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Welcome or welcome back to the Freedom Slave podcast. Today we are talking with Melody Pomerati, who is the expert on all things confidence and showing up and becoming empowered, being your authentic self, being real and showing up as that self in your business and in life. Melody is a twin mom, an award-winning author, an empowerment coach, a podcast host, and the founder of Girl Life Certification Program. She's on a mission to introduce girls and women alike to their personal power. And I think you're going to hear the passion that she has behind all of this in this interview. You're really going to love it. She's created a purpose-led business that trains women all over the world, really, to run impactful and profitable businesses centered around empowering girls. To date, there are 175 facilitators across the globe who are changing the world one girl at a time, all while earning unapologetically for their valuable work. So she has a new book out called Empowered Women Empower Girls, a guide to modeling courage, confidence, and self-love for our next generation. I really think you're going to love listening to Melody, learning how you can step out in your truth in your life and business, and how you can just create more confidence within yourself. Let's dive right in. Hello. Welcome, Melody. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Good morning, Ganette. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. I'm so excited to hear just your message and the things you're doing, because I think it's really cool. And it's something I have not seen someone else do before. So I'm really excited to dive into just talking about confidence in general. And I've shared a bit about who you are and what it is that you do in the intro for the episode. But can you tell us a bit about how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Yes. So I grew up in Toronto and while I was growing up, my dad had this business where we were importing housewares and that was like his very first baby. He has four actual children, but that was his first baby. And it was his greatest wish and dream that all of his kids would be a part of the family business. So I remember being 11 and 12 years old and going into the office, making catalogs, making coffee. Like we started out there and I was there until I was about 23 years old. And I have to say, while I loved watching my dad do something that he loved, 
I was not terribly passionate about the business itself. So I found myself kind of going through the motions of life, working there after I'd graduated from college, all of the things, but not really feeling terribly fulfilled. And then as life would have it, I moved to New York when I met my husband, the love of my life. And when I came here, obviously there was no family business anymore. So I was kind of starting from the beginning. I had had a background in psychology and entrepreneurship, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. So I got this opportunity to get curious again. And I went and I got my coaching certification, which was probably one of the best things I ever did. And as I started coaching women, what I learned was that what we were doing first and foremost was having them unlearn all of the fears and shame and doubt that they picked up on in their girlhood. So we needed to first do that in order to get them to really improve their lives in any significant way. And the more women I worked with, the more I was like, well, we've got to do better for our future generation of women. How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? So I kept asking myself this question and my intuition spoke so loudly to me and said, you know what, Melody, you need to start with the girls. So as soon as I got that intuitive hit, I was like, okay, how do we start with the girls? And I started running empowerment workshops for young girls. And that's kind of the beginning of the trajectory of my soul-centered business that I have today, which you know we have facilitators all over the world running the same curriculum that I run at home. And what I learned was that the missing link for me all those years when I was working in my father's business I loved the entrepreneurial piece, but I didn't have a connection. There was no meaning behind it for me. And now the business that I run is so heart-centered. It's so deeply rooted within my foundation of who I am that it feels like every day I feel like I'm having fun and playing in my business because I'm so connected to the mission. So much I love about that story you shared just now. And first and foremost, I love the fact that you were able to identify that you weren't connected to the business, right? And you made that leap that many people would have stayed there and said, you know what, it isn't what I'm passionate about, but I have no other options. And the fact that you, you know, you did go in on that explorative journey to figure out what it is that's really going to assist you to do something you enjoy and also assist the world around you. And I love that you dove deeper to find how you can really enact real change through being proactive and starting with the girls as opposed to just helping the women. I love that you thought about it in that way. So did you study psychology? I know you said you had a background in psychology. Is that what you studied in college? I did. I studied women in society. I went to York University in Toronto. I studied women in society, psychology, and a minor in management and business administration. So I was kind of doing all the things I had a passion for. And who would have known that later in my life, I would have actually brought elements of all of it together to create what I'm doing today. Okay, that's so brilliant. And I hear the Toronto accent because I didn't hear the second T in Toronto when you mentioned it. I actually ah. live in Canada. I live in Are Canada you now. Bostonian so. as well. No, I live in Nova Scotia though. So that's that's where ah, I am. Canadian sister. Love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm from Bermuda originally, but I am living out here. So yeah, I absolutely love it. And in your line of work, you had mentioned that you were helping the women unlearn feelings of shame and doubt. What are you finding is the biggest reoccurring story you find that people keep telling themselves? Is there one particular one or do you see like a combination of a bunch of different stories that we're constantly telling ourselves? You know, Gaynette said there are so many, and I would say the biggest one I see for women personally, professionally, financially, all of it is that I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And this is just something like somehow society makes girls feel that they're not enough. We are constantly tuning outwards and wondering what does the world want from us? How should I dress? What should I say? How should I speak? And we turn down the volume on who we actually are and turn up the volume on everything and everyone around us. And then we stop living in our truth. We stop existing for ourselves and we completely step into to a misaligned reality of who we are. And that's probably been the biggest thing that I've witnessed throughout my journey in this space. We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Mm, That's so interesting. So for those of you who are listening, you may be saying, well, I've never said to myself, you know, I'm not good enough, but it shows up in sneaky ways. It may be you seeing an event coming up where you know you have what it takes to be a speaker for that event. And maybe you think that you're going to pass it by because there are going to be a lot better people there because maybe you saw a Grand Cardone or somebody else in your mind, you think that they're more qualified than you. This is how that can show up, that you're not good enough energy. And it's really trying to figure out, you know, where does that voice come from? Like, how do you help people to get beyond that they're not good enough piece, Melody? So the I'm not good enough start very young, right? And in our workshops, we teach girls, we get to choose what we think. We get to focus our energy wherever we want. And what we choose to think about is actually the reality that we create for ourselves. So whether we're talking to young girls or we're talking to female entrepreneurs, to the women that we train in our program, it's really the same thing. It's like where your focus goes, that's where your energy flows, right? We've all heard this so many times, but really helping them to understand that each woman is a gift to this world. Each woman comes into this world with a unique set of talents that like really need to be revealed first and foremost to ourselves. And second of all, to the world around us to impact it for the better. So we really try to do a lot of work around things like imposter syndrome and perfection paralysis, because I feel like as women and as female entrepreneurs, that's one of the things that really 
holds us back the most. We get into that comparisonitis and we start wondering like, should I be doing what she's doing? And should I do it better than she's doing? And then what we really need to do is to take a step back, not get tripped up over what everybody else is doing, but to really hone in on our own gifts and find a way to share them that is unique to us. So like not allowing other people to inform our decision of how we're going to show up in our businesses, but truly uh, harnessing our own intuitive idea of how business should be done. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. And how have you seen this lack of confidence and these reoccurring thoughts and the imposter syndrome? Like, how do you see them impacting business women in particular? They step back from what they know they're here to do, right? Like when they feel that imposter syndrome, they're kind of like, me? Who am I to do this work? Who am I to share my voice? Who am I to X, Y, Z? Fill in the blanks. I'm sure like whoever is listening has had thoughts like this before. And I hope that so many of the audience members have gotten past them. But when we get tripped up by those voices of perfection paralysis and wondering if we're good enough to do this, to really reverse the question and be like, who am I not to do this? My life experiences, my gifts, my every challenge that I've experienced and been able to get on the other side of has prepared me for who I am today. And I think the biggest piece of advice is also be real, be real. Again, we so often are trying so hard to project this image and like the best image we can portray is really the image of, of a woman stepping into her truth and showing up as her authentic self. Like I do a lot of trainings and in my Facebook group and whether it's on zoom and I really like own the fact sometimes I show up and I'm a hot mess. Like sometimes I show up and I've had a tough day getting the kids off to school. I've been running around. I've like just made it by the minute to get to the training on time. And I kind of own it and I share it. I share that truth. I share it. And it really helps people connect with me in a different way. In business, I think when people know you, they can like you, they can trust you, they can believe in you. And that's what makes them want to work with you. So just really keeping it real as often as possible while still maintaining that professionalism. Absolutely love this because as you're saying that, and you said, you know, sometimes you show up, you're a hot mess. I'm smiling because I'm sitting <laughs> here in my cozy blanket. There's no video on right now, so you can't see me, but I, like, I'm definitely sitting here in that blanket with a hood thing on with real clothes underneath, but I look like a mess. <laughs> so I absolutely love that. And it's so true. You do have to show up and be your authentic self and be real. And sometimes things that are so obvious and normal to you can really change someone else's perspective. I know the other day on Instagram, I had like reshared someone else, one of those entrepreneurial pages. They always have that heavy masculine energy and they're always sharing like, oh, you know, work to die, basically. But one of them I had shared had said something about basically just thinking about it and that's how you manifest it. And I'm like, yeah, that's a part of it, but it's also, you know, will require you to work towards it. Even, 
getting a lottery ticket and winning is going to require you to buy it from the store. Like there, people have to realize that it's not just closing your eyes and thinking something. And someone sent me a message and they're like, thank you so much. Cause I've been trying to do that for so long and I've been missing this piece. And to me, it's an obvious piece, but some people don't know that. And it's because I showed up and I'm like, you know what? Yes. I'm all for manifestation and the law of attraction, but truly that is literally one of 12 universal laws. So I went into this long tangent and me talking about something that I thought was obvious is something that was really resonant with some people. It resonated. So you do have to show up and share your truth and show sometimes what's contrary to what really other people out there are saying. So I love that you mentioned that. And you also mentioned perfection paralysis. I have never heard those two words together, but they make perfect sense because there are so many people that you know, they go out there and they are perfectionists. So how would you describe someone? Maybe they don't know they have perfection paralysis. Like, how would you identify that person to that person? Like, how would you let them know how they can self-identify, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's such this trap that we fall into. And someone who's stuck in perfection paralysis is just waiting for all the stars to align, like to really take action on anything. They're waiting for everything to be perfect, which there, it never will be because perfection doesn't exist. And so that's, you know, when they notice that they're stuck in inaction, they can self-identify, they can realize that like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not making any moves in my life and my business because I'm waiting for my moment. Well, your moment will never come. You are the moment. Like you need to step into yourself raw and real and right now because the perfect moment will never reveal itself to you. And that doesn't mean we're not just like you said, you know, there's manifestation, right? There's manifestation culture and then there's hustle culture. And we want to find something in between like a a medium. We want to work hard. We want to be the best that we can possibly be, but we also don't want to stay stuck and never do the thing. So something we talk about a lot in our trainings is, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Sarah Blakely, the creator of Spanx, love her. I love her. And like, she has so many amazing messages. And I love to surround myself by female entrepreneurs like yourself, like Sarah Blakely, who have, we've all experienced something different. So it's important for us to share But she grew up in a household where every night she would come to the table, the dinner table, and her father would say to her, how did you fail today? How did you fail today? And if she didn't share a way that she failed, he'd be disappointed. He'd be like, wait, why didn't you fail today? We all need to fail at something every single day because it's proof that we're putting ourselves out there, that we're trying and that we are evolving. So I kind of take that lesson with me that, you know, we're so stuck in perfection paralysis, but what we really need to do is have the willingness to fail forward, fail forward every single day, try something, stick the spaghetti to the wall. You're not going to get it right the first time around. No incredible creation in this world, whether it was a body of poetry, whether it was music, whether it was art, it never came out perfectly the first time around. It was a a session of exploration and figuring out what didn't work until we could figure out what does work. So like with my business in Girl Life, and I'm sure you could speak to this as well in your own business, Ganete, we have evolved and pivoted 
a million times. And I'm so proud of that evolution because that's showing that we're trying new things. We're figuring out what doesn't work. And then we're leaning into what does work. And that's where real growth can occur. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. And I'm so glad you brought up that story. I completely forgot about it. Um, Sarah Blakely's story about the failing, because I remember telling myself, oh, I'm going to do that with my daughter. And I completely forgot after. <laughs> I oh, watched her masterclass. <laughs> Have you seen her masterclass on entrepreneurship? It's so good. I actually haven't watched it, but it's so on my list. It is so, so good. Like I was sad going towards the end of it because I'm like, oh, nothing I watch after this is going to (laughs) eat. But it was really great. I loved it. Through that, you had mentioned failing forward. And that reminded me of Bill Smith. I recently read his book, Will. And in it, he constantly says throughout the entire book, he's mentioning no analysis through paralysis, which is this is a slight tangent, guys, but follow me. <laughs> follow me. This is a quote that he was told from Quincy Jones when he was trying to do the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He went to Quincy Jones's house for a party and he thought he was just going to tell him about this show that they were considering or whatever. And he told him right there because everyone was there the lawyer that can help draft the contract, the producers for the show, like everyone that had a decision making ability was in that room. So Quincy said, we're going to go and we're going to audition right now in front of all of them. And he was like, "Uh, no, I can't do that. You know, I want to practice. I want to do all these things. It's like, listen, if you step away and do all of those things and, you know, waste another couple of weeks or months, you're never going to get all of these people in the same room again. And it may never happen. And they may grab someone else. No paralysis through analysis. So It's similar to that perfection analysis where we tell ourselves that the reason we're taking so long is because we're either doing research or we're trying to get it better. And we're saying all of these things, but the reality is there's an underlying fear that we think we aren't quite ready. And the reality is we're never going to be ready. When I first put out anything, and I'm sure you can relate with this too, Melody, when you put out anything initially, it's never the best version of what it's going to be. I look at my old YouTube videos and cringe from 2015. I'm like, who is that? And why was she trying to memorize everything that she wanted to say and looking like a robot? So like you just, you get better through, through practice at the end of the day, through doing the thing. So I love that you brought up this story and you even mentioned it. And this is completely random and it may not mean anything at all, but I'm curious. I'm looking at your name here on the screen, Melody, and next to it has girl life, but the R and L and the F and E are capitalized. Is that a reason? Yeah. I mean, you're so perceptive. And the reason I did it, like Girl Life is the name of my business and program. And I just thought it was fun. Like I love to have fun in my business. I feel like when you see it written that way, you remember it, especially since we're doing work with girls. I thought that it was just a fun play on the way that we write a word. And I mean, this could might seem totally unrelated, but it reminds me of a story that I tell a lot about my childhood. When I was in kindergarten, I remember when I was right, like drawing what they would give us coloring books and we would all start coloring. Right. And I distinctly remember a teacher behind my back saying, Melody, color inside the lines. And I was like, oh my God, why does she keep telling me to color inside the lines? And again, I would like make my own creation and she'd be like, Melody, color inside the lines. And in my mind, as like, I don't know, a six-year-old girl, I was thinking to myself, 
doesn't she realize that sometimes when we color outside the lines, we create something even more beautiful that the whole girl life and the way that I wrote it reminds me of that. Like we all as women, as female entrepreneurs, if we can adopt that mentality of curiosity and creativity that like six-year-old Melody had and six-year-old Gainette had that like, it's okay to color outside the lines. It's okay to be different. It's okay to do things, do business your way. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing at how wise you were at six years old. Jeez, that's brilliant. And it's funny because I was looking at it and I do love it. It is very playful. I definitely now remember it, of course. And in my mind previously, I'm like, I wonder if the FE has something to do with like iron on the periodic table. Ah. I find that somewhere completely different. So it's fun to know that it like the meaning is for it to be playful and not to be taken too seriously. So I love that because we think that, you know, life and business has to be so serious and people don't always want to be serious, especially if that's your daily life, right? That's your business. You don't want to be stiff. So I love that. Yeah. We need to be inspired by our businesses. If like every morning we wake up and we're like dreary because we have to do the same old thing and we don't get to be expressive and creative and have fun with our businesses, it's going to be really hard to continue operating throughout the years, but we need to inspire fun. For sure. For sure. And what are some of the small steps a listener can do today then to begin to increase their confidence? As we discussed before, keep it real, be you, right? Being you, there's no wrong way to be you. So lean into all that makes you the the unique, incredible creation that you are. And I would say also connecting to your intuition, right? Connecting to your intuition. What makes you different from everyone else is like the intuitive hits that you get, that gut feeling, the things that move you, the things that inspire you, the things that get you excited. Don't dismiss those. They're there for a reason. So really, really connect with that. And finally, just stop looking at what everyone else is doing. I think that's one of the biggest barriers to our success as human beings is that we're like looking on social and we're looking at what other creators are doing. And there is a way to look at what other people are doing and feel inspired and then still go and do your own thing instead of feeling any sort of competitive energy or a feeling of FOMO that you should be doing what they're doing. So look within to inform the next thing that you're going to do in your business. Mm, That's great advice. I mean, you're the pro at this. You do this all the time. So can you tell us a bit about how you go about training passionate female leaders to claim their true empowerment? You know, what it is that you have to offer? We'd love to know more about what it is that you have available. Thank you, Ganete. So my greatest passion project really to date and my soul-centered business, as I mentioned, is Girl Life. And Girl Life is a certification program where we train women to run profitable girls' empowerment businesses. And that's really where the heart comes in for me. So this is like a financially abundant endeavor that women take on. They actually come to us to learn, how do I go out in my community, empower girls, and actually earn abundantly for the good work that I'm doing. So we give them really, like, as you speak on a lot about confidence, we help them harness that confidence 
their own unique voice to go out there using our curriculum and run a business that's really changing the world, as we like to say, one girl at a time. So that's what Girl Life is all about. And I'm just so proud of it. We have over 175 facilitators operating almost on every continent, so many cities. And it's just so nice to see the ripple effect of our movement. This is so amazing. And 175 facilitators, that is huge. How many people have you had coming through the program? Do you have like an estimated number? Uh, Through the Girl Life Certification Program is 175. But through all of the free trainings that we do, I mean, I couldn't even count. I'd say thousands. Mm -hmm, I'm sure because they all use that certification to go and create impact. Like you said, that ripple effect. I love, love, love it. And for those of you who are listening, Melody's also on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment and on Facebook. She has a group, Girl Girls Empowerment Biz, B-I-Z. I love this. And the website is getgirlpower, which is so cute.com. I'll, of course, include all of this below in the show notes because I definitely want them to check you out, check out your website, especially those who, for two reasons, actually, maybe you yourself feel like you need to be empowered and you want to maybe assist your daughter or her friends or whatever. And also maybe you see people around you that you'd love to assist and you want to become a facilitator. So if that's something that resonates with you and you're listening to this, by all means, check those things out. I'm going to put below in the show notes. And there's one final question I love to ask at the end of every single podcast interview. And that is, what does freedom mean to you, Melody? I love your question so, so much. For me, freedom is living in integrity because that's what brings me peace at the end of the day. And one of the feelings that I'm always striving for in my life is to feel peaceful. So operating in integrity, going to sleep at night, knowing that I have been the best that I can be, that I'm in alignment with with my values, my beliefs, what, what I hold to be true. I'll keep saying it again, integrity for me. Love, love, love it. That's, I've never heard that response. We've had lots of responses to what does freedom mean to you, but never integrity. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me and for giving our listeners just something to digest and think about and figuring out ways that they can increase their confidence and go about and just really claiming their truth and being and showing up as themselves. Thank you so, so much for having me, Ganete. I think it's the highest form of empowerment that you bring other women here and share your platform in this beautiful way. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. Thank you again for hopping on. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As I mentioned, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. So I'm going to link to Melody's Instagram, which is Girl Life Empowerment, her Facebook group, which is Girls Empowerment Biz, as well as her website, getgirlpower.com. I'm going to put all of this below in the show notes. And one thing we didn't talk about in the episode, but I did mention in the intro, was her newest book, Empowered Women, Empowered Girls, A Guide to Modeling Courage, Confidence, and Self-Love for Our Next Generation. If that is something that, you know, resonates with you, if you listen to this talk today and you got really empowered and you felt like you need to take a step forward in your truth, then I encourage you to go grab that book. You can get it where books are sold. Check out, check it out on Amazon. 
Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and take us over on Instagram. I'm at Gaynette, G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. And Melody is at Girl Life Empowerment on Instagram. We'll chat next time. Adios. Okay, okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.